Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. Uh, this is an exciting four weeks, and obviously today's film is Elf. Uh, who here has seen Elf? All right, lots of us. If you haven't seen it, you're going to get a little taste for Elf today. And like Pastor Keith said, we are using these Christmas movies as a springboard to discover gospel truth for our lives and have a whole lot of fun in the process. Who's enjoying some popcorn? All right, it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, my name is Josh. I really am so glad to gather with you guys this morning uh, for one purpose, and that's to worship Jesus. And so we're really going to discover God's truth for your lives. We're going to have some fun, but the most important thing is that you walk away with God's amazing love and his truth for your life. So that's what we're going to discover this morning and over the next four weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, so one thing you're going to discover this morning is that you are more like Buddy than the, the elf than you realize. And I know it's really hard for you to accept and believe, but just stick with me this morning. And we're really going to discover how Buddy the Elf's story really relates to all of our stories. Now, we're going to discover a Buddy's story as he goes searching for his dad's love. All right. I want you to remember that he's going to go searching for his dad's love. And there are four different ways that he's searching for dad's love. These are going to be on the screen. So here's the four. It's longing, searching, working, and receiving. Why don't you go ahead? Let's say those together. So longing, searching, working, receiving. I just, so just think that like, that's how Buddy is going to go searching for his dad's love. So a little bit about Buddy's background, his story. He was adopted at a very early age. Let's take a look at this. Everyone say, aw, my Buddy's just a little baby. And fun fact, if you didn't know why his name is Buddy, because the diaper says little Buddy diapers. And so later on they see that and they're like, oh, his name must be Buddy. So fun fact for you, if you pull that out of the movie. Um, but here we can see Buddy's just a toddler. Like he's just one years old, right? And we see that he's in an orphanage. And did you catch what the nun had said to him? She said, oh, buddy, you know, maybe, maybe this Christmas or maybe next Christmas you'll have a home. Like maybe one day you'll have a home. And there's something like profound there that we're really going to discover and lean into this morning. And it's this, the nun recognizes that like this little baby should have a home. And before Buddy even realizes it, like there's some deep longing and need inside of him to have a family, to have someone, right? Like everyone deserves like a loving family, a loving home. And so really that's, that's what every person truly desires, right? I mean, if we're honest, that's what you and I desire. We, we desire to belong, to be accepted, to feel welcomed and to be loved ultimately. And a home is meant to be a place of safety, right? Of comfort, of love. And that's truly why we have a culture here of welcome home here at Blaze. Like it truly is a home. And I recognize that all of us come from very different experiences. You know, maybe your home life was great or maybe it wasn't. I just want to recognize that this morning. I know we all have a different story, but I think we can all attest to the fact like home was always meant to be 
a place of comfort and safety and security and, and to, to provide that, like, that love and that deep longing that we all have. And here's how it connects to our story. Like, Buddy doesn't have that. He doesn't have a home and a family and a loving father. And there's a longing inside us that says the same thing. Well, here's the answer for us this morning. Like, you were created to know God. Like, there's something in all of us that has this deep longing for something more. You want me to show it to you? You're sitting in this chair today, right? Like, we're all here saying, hey, there's, there's got to be something more. And, okay, who is God? Let's discover who he is. Scripture also tells us this. If we look in, in Ecclesiastes, one of my favorite verses, it says this. He, that's God, has planted eternity in the human heart. Like, that's a magnitude. That, that's a huge statement. Like, eternity is planted in your heart. Like, when God created you on purpose for a purpose, he placed a seed inside of you, a desire and a longing for more. And I want you to know this morning that the more will only and always be satisfied in God, in knowing him as your heavenly father. It's true. The more is God. And that's the question that I want us to face this morning. Do you know him? Do you know God as your heavenly father? Because that longing will be fulfilled when you know him. So that's, that's our story, right? That can be your story here this morning. We're going to continue to track with Buddy, and his story goes like this. So from the orphanage, this little baby, he sneaks into Santa's a bag when Santa comes to the orphanage. So Buddy's in Santa's bag, and next thing you know, he's crawling out of the bag at the North Pole, and all the elves go, oh, there's a baby there. And so Papa Elf never had kids before, and he says, you know what? I'm going to raise Buddy. I'm going to be his adopted dad. So that's what happens. Buddy grows up as a human in an elf environment. And if you've seen the movie, you know it takes Buddy a little while to figure out like, hey, he's not an elf. He's kind of gigantic. He's quirky. He's a human growing up in an elf environment. And then he, when he discovers that, he says, hey, I want to meet my dad. My dad's overworking in New York City. So he travels across the globe, whatever down. He comes to New York. We're all in New York, this magical place. And he finds his dad working in the Empire State Building, but it's not quite what he expects. Let's take a look. <laughs> now, could you imagine Buddy showing up at your doorstep and saying, hey, I'm part of your, like, I'm your son. Who is this crazy guy? So clearly Walter has no clue that Buddy is actually his son. And then he says the name of his mom, and he's like, oh, wait, maybe this is actually true. And he calls security on him, the, the whole thing, if you've seen the movie. Uh, I want you to relate to this moment. I know that we've all had a moment in our lives, many moments for many of us, when we went searching for love, and it didn't quite turn out as we expected, right? Yeah. right? So just think about that for you. Maybe that was a relationship. Maybe it was a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Maybe it was a family member. Maybe for you, it was your dad. Just want to recognize, like, there is a love that doesn't disappoint. And that's why we're here this morning. We're talking about the love of our Heavenly Father. Again, this longing that we have driving us to look for love and acceptance and approval and all those things, the ultimate desire that we have is to be loved. And there's a love that doesn't disappoint. Right. It's the love of your Heavenly Father. And this is my prayer for you today. Paul wrote these words in the book of Ephesians in the Bible. He said, 
And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Like, it's immeasurable. That's what Paul's trying to, I'm trying to measure this thing out, and I can't even comprehend it here. But there's eternity in my heart that says, no, this is true. I want to know the love of my Heavenly Father. And that's my prayer for you this morning. Because the truth is, we, we can go searching for love in all the wrong places and come up short over and over again. And maybe that's your story here this morning. And I want to give you good news that God sees you where you are. He knows you. He loves you completely too much to leave you there. Like he loves us too much to leave us where we are. He has more for our lives. The more is truly all of who he is. He loves you. And that's our story, right? That can be our story this morning. But for Buddy, clearly he didn't feel this love from his dad in this moment, right? His dad didn't want to be with him. And because of this, Buddy starts to work really hard to earn his dad's love and approval. Let's take a look at this next clip. (laughs) So there's something that Walter asked Buddy. He said, Buddy, you want to make me happy, don't you? And did you catch what Buddy's response was? Three words more than anything. So we can see that like he wants to make his dad happy, like he wants to earn his dad's love and his affection and his, his, his approval. And I, I know that you and I can relate to that. Like I know there's something inside of us that says like, I've got to work really hard to come to God. Like, you know, when, when I, I feel like I've messed up, I, I can't come to him. I got to clean up my act before I can step foot in church. Like I can't come to God. Like I, I'm, all, I'm all broken and messed up. I've got to earn his love. And I'm here to tell you this morning that that's, that's religion. That's not a relationship. That's trying to work to earn our own salvation, which the reality is we can't. Like we can't earn what God has done for us, what Jesus has done to set us free, to pave the way that we can have a relationship with God to receive his love. Like we can't earn that. But yet there's something in us that I, if I'm honest, that's something I'm always kind of fighting against. Like this thing that has to make up and has to earn. I mean, have you ever been given a gift and you feel like, oh man, like this thing is extravagant. Like the first thing you think of is I've got to give something back to this person. I got to level the playing field. And the gospel just like completely does away with that. Like God loves you because he loves you because of who he is. That's relationship. That's what the gospel says. On your best day, you could never amount to what he's done for you. And that is extremely good news. But I think to dive in a little more, to lean a little deeper, I think the problem that we experience is that we take the experiences that we have here, our relationships with friends or family, the brokenness, the hangups, the hiccups, all of that stuff, and we start to project that onto God. Like here's our problem. We apply a horizontal mindset vertically in our relationship with God. Like, think about what that looks like for you. You know, the brokenness that you experience in your relationships or this lacking of love and this starving for approval. You think like, oh, I've got to work really hard to earn God's love for me. It causes us to ask questions, maybe without even realizing it, like, what does God actually think of me? Like, does he actually love me? Like, does he actually look at me and does he smile at me? Like, those are the questions that we're really asking. 
And if we're honest, we strive to earn that approval, right? We, we, we wonder. And with our Heavenly Father, I'm here to tell you this morning that that wonder should not exist, shouldn't exist, because He is the God of love. And I recognize that for some of us, maybe this love from a Heavenly Father is in particular difficult to understand. And I think that there is a connection to the relationship that we have with our earthly dad. And maybe that doesn't exist, or maybe it does exist. Maybe dad has passed on, or maybe he's still around and there's brokenness there. And I'm I'm not going to speak to every story because I know everyone has a very unique story in this space. But what I do want to draw is a distinction to say whatever you've experienced in your relationship with your dad here and now, your heavenly father loves you. He will never speak bitter and condescending words to you. He looks at you with kindness and he's compassionate. And this does relate to the movie we're looking at today. I want to show you this next scene. And I think it's really going to speak to a lot of us. Let's look at this. Wow, that was heavy, right? Can you relate to a moment maybe in your life when you've heard words like that? Like words that sting, words that wound, words like, I want you out of my life. And I'm, I'm not just looking to, to dig up past hurts here without providing a way of healing. That's the Father's love for you. Like the Heavenly Father will never say those words to you. Again, we project things on Him that we've experienced here, but the Heavenly Father will never talk to you with bitter and condescending and angry words, no matter what you've done no matter where you are. His tone is loving. It's firm. He loves you, and he won't leave you where you are. The Father's voice to you is compassionate and kind. Listen to these words in Lamentations in Scripture. It says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Like his mercies are new for you this morning. Like he sees you here this morning, whether you're here or watching online, he knows your story and his love and his compassion is endless for you. And I know that even the best earthly father falls short. I will be the first to admit that as a dad of two little girls and most days just trying to figure this thing out, just trying to reveal the love of God to them, but yet falling short. Even the best dad will fall way short, but the heavenly father will never fail. His love will never fail. And I know that this can be all of our story today, reunited, knowing the love of your heavenly father. Now, I want to go back to Buddy's story one more time to see how his story ends up. Let's take a look. That was only half the hug. It did go on, but I figured I'd spare you. Uh, But it's a feel-good moment, right? Walter accepts Buddy for who he is. And uh, we see a reuniting there. We see Buddy receiving his dad's love, and um, it's a good moment. And I want to ask this question, again, for you and I, how does this relate to us receiving the love of our Heavenly Father? And uh, again, Walter receives Buddy for who he is, right? That's a great thing. But I want to draw a distinction for us today because we're finding some parallels, some commonalities in the movie, but then there are some differences. And here's a key difference, 
and it's good news for you. Our Heavenly Father loves us because of who He is. And He accepts us because of who Jesus is and what He has done. I think about that. Like, God doesn't love and accept you because of who you are, because of who I am. That kind of sounds like it stings at first, right? But the reality is that we can't do anything to earn His love. And that is beautiful news. Because Walter's relationship with Buddy was based on merit and approval. He had to just kind of find his way to get over that and just say, okay, I, I'm going to choose to love you. And that's great. But our Heavenly Father, He loves us. And He approves of us because of what Jesus has done. Like Jesus took our place on that cross to pay the price for every sin that we have and ever will commit. And He looks on us as He looks on His Son with kindness and with approval, with love. And it's all because of who he is. Isn't that beautiful? It's powerful. His, his love is not based on merit and approval. Here's what scripture says in Romans 5.8. Paul writes, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He sent his son to show us his love. While we were still sinners. (laughs) Like, just think about that. While we were still sinners, loved us completely, gave us the opportunity for a clean slate in him. John 3, 17 says this, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. See, I think a lot of us know the scripture before this, right? 3, 16, for God so loved the world to give his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but inherit eternal life. Here's the reason. He didn't do it to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, but to save every person in this room, every person watching online, every person that you know, even the annoying ones, (laughs) even the family around the Thanksgiving table that we say, okay, they're a little bit crazy. He came to seek and to save the lost. And his never failing love for humanity, get this, it drove him to do the four things that we do in our pursuit for love. You remember those four things we talked about, like the longing, searching, working, and receiving? Well, check this out. This is what God does for us because he's done the work. He longs for you. He searches for you. He works for you. And ultimately, he receives you as his child. Let me show you these truths in Scripture. First, the Father longs for you. Isaiah 30, 18 says, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. Just think about that. He searches for you. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That's you and I. That's every single person apart from God because of our sin. Yet he came to find us, to seek us, to search for us. And he works for you. 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. How powerful is this transformation Like the sin that we have, things that we've done, Jesus not only took them upon himself, 
but he actually became our sin so that we would become the righteousness of God. See, I want to I want to see you empowered with God's word this week to walk into your week saying, "I am the righteousness of God." Like I don't just have the like you are the righteousness of God, completely transformed as a child of God because you're having an encounter with the living God this morning, maybe for the first time, you have opportunity to open up your heart and say, "Yes, this is this is the longing in my heart. This is the longing in my soul to know the one who created me and who saved me and who has a good plan for my life and for all of eternity. Guys, we're on earth for but a breath, for but a moment. We get moments like this to see in full view who our God is. Grab a hold of it this morning. Don't miss out. God is speaking to you, to every heart. He loves you. He loves you. Don't overlook the simplicity in that statement. It is profound. It is truth for our lives. And ultimately, it enables us to be received as his adopted children. Like he receives you. He looks upon you and he sees what Jesus has done for you. You just have to believe. You just have to open up your heart and receive it. And I want to pray for us this morning because I know this message may have stirred a lot of things in us a lot of experiences that we may have had with our earthly dad or other relationships. But I know the love of the Lord never ceases. And if you want just a little more of God's love, a lot more of God's love, as just a sign of surrender and reaching out to God, could you, could you raise your hand with me this morning? Just to say, God, I need more of your love. I wanna pray for you right now. God, I thank you for every hand and every heart in this space watching online. Father, I know that your love goes on and on and on, and it's hard for us to comprehend. But God, I pray that as Paul prayed, I pray that we would have the power to comprehend and to understand the unfailing love of our Heavenly Father. Lord, may we not go about our life and think about you in a way that's not right, not fitting. May we not put other experiences onto you, but may we recognize and experience that you are the all-powerful, the all-loving God who's created us on purpose to know you with a single purpose to know you and to reveal you to the world around us. God, in ourselves, we have not much, but yet in you, we have everything. And I thank you for your love on every heart. I ask you for healing, for grace, for joy. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you receive it, just give him a clap of praise. Amen. And if you are here and this is, you would say your first encounter with this God who loves you, this God who is your heavenly father, I wanna lead all of us in a prayer. And we call this the salvation prayer. There's nothing special about the specific words we pray. It's really just a posture of our heart to say, yes, God, I need you. I wanna receive your love. So if this is you and this is the first time, we're all gonna join together as a church family because we pray together. Like this is home, like we pray together. So let's pray these words together and say, Heavenly Father, you are so good. I need you. Thank you for loving me. Forgive me of my sins. Make me brand new. I give my life to you. I receive your love. Thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen.